Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Joining us right now in studio, the CEO of the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, Gary Stoken. It's a big year for the bowl including hosting its first college football playoff semifinal last December, moving into the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, holding a 50th anniversary game on New Year's Day, and helping Atlanta host the college football playoff national championship a week later. A lot of stuff going on for Gary, who we were killing in the last segment, <laughs> but now we have to apologize. Oh, wait a second. I didn't hear that. <laughs> well, we, were, we said you at least got to show up with some Chick-fil-A yeah. or a peach, and he did just about that yep. as we got these wonderful gift cards to Chick-fil-A. So he was not empty-handed. Gary, good morning and thank you. Yes, Man, thank I didn't you. hear that rip job. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I should have held out. <laughs> Seriously. Too yeah. late. <laughs> Too late. I was, I was rubbing it in because I actually had a Chick-fil-A sandwich at the SEC Championship game there there at the Mercedes-Benz Dome Saturday after our halftime. It was mm-mm good. That, that never that gets old. That ain't any better than that, does oh. it? <laughs> Oh, man, it's so good. These oh. stores up here in New York are killing it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know. I There's know. always a long a line. line. Hey. I almost went by there this morning to get you guys, but now they hear that uh, you were ripping me. I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> oh, yes. I was going to walk in with the actual sandwich. Yes, <laughs> oh, that would have been I'll unbelievable. Give a coupon. I'm oh. surprised you're up this early. You got all these parties going on. You got the National Football Foundation and their college football Hall of Fame deal tonight, and you had Vince last night with Steve Spur. He was being honored. I mean, uh, you, you're still up bright and early. I tell you, it's a great time to be in New York. You know, with everybody in college football just comes into the city, the, the coaches, the ADs, the conference commissioners, and you get a chance to see people you haven't seen during the year. So, Plus, we all know our bowl games now. Everybody's happy about that. So, yeah, it's a great time to be in college football. And you've got great teams and great storylines. You've got Auburn and UCF, and Scott Frost oh. is going to coach the game, yeah. Yeah. which is an interesting storyline. And Nebraska's so happy to have him. Like, they're happy that he's coaching the game, which yeah. is crazy. At least yeah. they are publicly. Um, so I, I know that you do the political stuff about you're going to be happy with whoever you get. But this particular matchup, is this is this is a really, really juicy one and one that is going to interest a lot of fans. I mean, you got to be thrilled about that. It really is. I tell you, I went to the American Athletic uh, Championship game down in Orlando, and I tell you what, that Milton kid puts the ball on you. I mean, he is excellent, and they they really run the up-tempo offense. Scott does a great job with that. They're the number one scoring team in the country. Auburn's the tenth scoring defense in the country. So we got, you know, as they say in the old promoters realm, we've got a we got a match. Mm. Uh, Auburn's offense is, you know. With Carryon Johnson and and Stidham, very very good. So uh, hey, we're going to be sold out. It's our 50th anniversary. You know we've got an un- the only undefeated team left, Central Florida, and it's t- it's Cinderella's chance to dance. So they'll dance against the top 10 team in Auburn, 
SEC, 7-1 and one in, the, in the SEC, so it's going to be for a great game. Now, a couple of years ago, you had Houston and Florida State, That's right. if my memory serves me correctly, and Houston dispatched of them. And I don't know, and you, you get in these bowl games and these perennial powers, they always say, well, we really didn't want to be there. We were hoping for a loftier bowl. Any concern with Auburn, and especially the way they played this last weekend versus Georgia in the rematch that you have that type of mindset? You know, you're right. Some people point to that. But I tell you, that year I went to every Florida State practice and they were ready to play. Houston's defense was just really, really good. They got McGuire hurt. Florida State didn't have an answer for a second-string quarterback, and and Houston just took advantage of it. They stopped uh, Delvin Cook, made their quarterback pass and and beat him that way. McGuire couldn't do it. Then he gets hurt and a second-string quarterback couldn't do it. So I I think in in Auburn's case, talking to Gus, he knows they're going to be ready to play because they want to – you know, you've played. You want to get over the hurt when you lost your last game. Yeah. You want to win your last game. And I tell you what, I think this is the start of next season for Auburn because Auburn's really going to be good next year. And it'll start right there in Atlanta. That's exactly they, they right. They play Washington, am I correct? That's right. Yeah. It was interesting. When you've done your homework. Three yeah, straight. Well, early in the morning. Three straight games in, in Atlanta for Auburn. Of course, last weekend – uh, they'll play in the Peach Bowl, and then they'll they'll start their season. And we brought you down south to Atlanta and really educated you on college football. <laughs> yeah. That's the way Alabama was last year. We had them against right. Washington, uh, against, uh, Washington in our semifinal. Then they opened a the game uh, with uh, Florida State yep. last year. And then uh, last year they played in the SEC championship. So I think Auburn and Washington next year is going to be two top ten teams, especially if Browning comes back. Both teams are New Year's Six ga- teams this year. Yeah. and. So we could have another top 10 Chick-fil-A kickoff game next year to open the season. Gary Stoken, Chick-fil-A, Peach Bowl CEO in studio with us on Geo and Jones across the country on CBS Sports Radio. You know how the committee works. You're around them. You've seen the process. There's a lot of people that thought that they got it right this year with Alabama, and then there's others that said, well, wait a second, Alabama's resume as far as who they beat, not as good as Ohio State, not a conference champion with their process, not as much your opinion on who should have been in or shouldn't have been right, in, right. but that process, there's some people who don't trust it. They don't like it. They think there's factors that are involved that shouldn't be involved. Right. Are you confident, and do you trust their process in coming up with who they come up with? Yeah, it's a great question, obviously, the question that's happening this year with Ohio State and Alabama, but having sat in that room in, in uh, Grapevine, Texas, the amount of analytics that you have in front of you, is is phenomenal the amount of information they have secondly i think it got down to the coaches really looking at who's the best team and i can tell you for for a fact alabama haven't seen them play a couple times last year they would have not lost to iowa and they wouldn't have given up 55 points right so alabama had one loss secondly you know what people don't talk about when florida state played alabama francois played three quarters Mm -hmm. So that was a Florida State team that was very good at that time. Now with Francois, they didn't have an answer. You know, Blackman's a true freshman coming in. That's tough. Whatever happened to Florida State after that game? Well, I think it was the quarterback situation. What happened to their coach? Is he still there? Oh, man. He's not doing too bad with $75 million in Texas. Jesus, Gary. I mean, that's just so much money. Wow. But why in the – like, okay. So if you're you're Jimbo Fisher, right? I'm going to put you in that situation. You're Jimbo Fisher – you hear that that offer from Texas A&M. Do you even think twice about going? Well, Do emotions you, play in when that much money's on the line? You know, the way I analyzed it, knowing Jimbo well, is, number one, he lost his football operation director, Monk Bonasort, who's from Pittsburgh, a really big Florida State guy, 
was really tight with Jimbo. He died last year of cancer. Jimbo got divorced. His wife is still living in Tallahassee. Um, Say no more. Scott Woodward <laughs> is a really, really good friend. They, they met back at LSU. $75 million. And I don't know if you've been to Texas A&M and seen their facilities. I mean, there's nobody. I mean, nobody. Alabama, Clemson, nobody has as good of facilities as Texas A&M. And then you talk about $75 million guaranteed for 10 years. It's a no-brainer. I mean, it's, it's – the only thing I would question is, if, if it was me making the decision, he's got to play in the West now. And the West in the SEC is the toughest division you can play in. Yep, in all Versus the college football. In all the college football, mm-hmm. you're right, Brian. And in the, in the ACC, all right, you got Clemson. But really, Clemson and Florida State have removed themselves from the rest right now. I mean, Miami's making their move up, yep. right? But, uh, you know, that's, that's, now, he's got a great recruiting base in Texas, Brian. You know that better mm-hmm. than anybody. But, um, you know, beating Nick and, and Auburn, Alabama, Auburn, I mean, that's, that's tough. And he's, he's got his second, home, uh, second game at home is going to be versus Clemson. That's right, And yeah. then his first SEC matchup is at Alabama. And also a reason why he thought it was time to move on, he and the, uh, the higher-ups, the AD there, they weren't jiving, so they had different ideas on how to continue to build that program. Uh, when you watch this selection, they, yes, they have all this, this information in front of them. How do they remain subjective or objective, I should say, in, in your – uh, estimation because we've seen this committee and not just this one but over the last three years you've seen a committee that comes up with different rationale you know one year if you're the big 12 conference championships they matter last year of course ohio state and penn state it didn't matter and this year again it didn't matter yeah having sat in there you know what we were told when we were selecting it's really interesting they they tell you to bring your top 25 into the meeting and then like the three of us would sit there and they'd say okay who's your top three so you didn't put in the computer your top three. It spits out who the top three are. Then they say, okay, who's number four, five, and six? You put your next three in. So then when it gets down to the selection process, you really look at every year is different. You know, this team might not have been a conference champ, but they're 11-1 in Alabama's case. The other team had two losses. They lost by twice to 15 points. Alabama, I don't think, got credit enough credit in the public domain of the Florida State win, which would have been – you know, if they'd have had their quarterback, I think they'd have been a lot better than six and six. And at the time, they were number three in the country. Um, but I think every year is different. I think they leave themselves open. They have some, you know, conference champions, head-to-head, strength of schedule, strength of record that they look at. But there's a lot more than that. And I think they're really, when they talk about getting the best four teams, that's what their mm-hmm. demand is, the best four teams. How you get there, I think, is different every year. Yeah. There's different implications. See, and that's where I've come. And I, I mentioned this yesterday when we were discussing the, the, the best four teams is because I'm old school and I'm hard-headed and I believe in conference championships. But this right. committee, they don't. So you might as well resign your fact to the, to that uh, important, uh, significant uh, point that they're not going to care about the conference championship. Their task is the best four the way they see fit. Gary Stoken in studio with us, the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl CEO. College football in Atlanta, there's so much going on there. Um, and it could be called the capital of college football. Oh, thanks. These, these days. <laughs> Give us credibility. <laughs> so um, what do you think about that uh, with all the happenings? I mean, it sounds pretty good, right? Well, we've, we've tried to visionary-wise make Atlanta the college football capital. If you've been to Atlanta, the pro sports are successful, obviously. The Braves, the Falcons, 
and the Hawks, but there's so many uh, ACC, SEC, and other conference uh, people that live in Atlanta that college football is really, really prevalent. And so we took that and said, okay, we've got a great base. We've got the ACC, SEC in, in our game that we've now moved up to the, to the uh, Chick-fil-A kickoff games. We've taken the uh, college football playoff New Year's Six. We're now into that. We have the semifinal every three years. <clears throat> Excuse me. We have the SEC championship game. We have the Celebration Bowl with the MEAC and the SWAC champions playing for, for their championship. And then to add the national championship on top of it, you know, we moved the College Football Hall of Fame to Atlanta. Um, you know, we've really taken a look at college football and said, how can we be the leader in college football? And um, we've tried to do that. You know, it's nice for people like you to say that we're the capital now. And, uh, you know, we'll just continue to, to bring in great games. If you look at the last year, we had number one against number four in our semifinal in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. We had number one against three this year uh, in our Chick-fil-A kickoff game, Alabama, Florida State. Then we had Georgia Tech, Tennessee on Monday. We had SEC, had number two against number six. We've got number seven against number 12. And then at the end of the year, we'll have number one against number two. <laughs> I mean, if you're a college football fan, that's some pretty good menu. Right? I, I, I'm sitting there thinking, man, if this is if it's Alabama and Georgia, you know how crazy oh, that place God. is going to be. And, and to your point about – Having the pro teams on the scene, you know, here, of course, this is a pro yeah, city. Yeah. I've lived in other pro cities, L.A. Uh, it, it, but somehow, and I think I know the reason is, but somehow the college game still takes hold. Even though you really have those, those pro teams there, and, and Atlanta is a huge metropolitan area, very professional. Uh, but, but yet the college football, it, it, it doesn't take a backseat to the pro teams. Well, it's the roots of, of Atlanta. When you really think about it, and, and I use this all the time living in Atlanta, I grew up in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's a pro town, right? It's, and, and most northern cities are. Mm-hmm. Well, in the south, Atlanta, we didn't have pro football until 1966. Steelers are what, 1930 or something like yeah. that? 1903, 33 was when, yeah. So you'd look at all those years, generation after generation of alumni that come out of all those Southern schools. And really, all the Southern schools, you look at Alabama, they're all small towns yeah. Tuscaloosa, Auburn, Tallahassee, yeah. Auburn. And college football was their pros. That was it. That was exactly. all they had. And so you have generation after generation after generation of fans. And that's why it's the roots of, of college football is based in the Southeast. Uh, so, you know, Texas, you played at Texas. Mm-hmm. I mean, Austin, that was it. That was the pro team, right? I mean, you had the Cowboys. Yeah. But, you know, in Austin and, and the rest of Texas, University of Texas is like a pro team. Yep. So that's what, that's what emanates in the South, and uh, we're just blessed to be a part of it. And, you know, we'll have our 50th anniversary this year. We're what the, is that going to entail? Well, tell me about that party. Well, I tell you what's great <laughs> is you know we're the going to be there. I'm going to be there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I will well, be there. <laughs> you know Mercedes Benz Stadium. We're going to be sold out. Matter of fact, UCF. I got a call last night. UCF, one day of sales, they sold out their total allotment of twelve thousand five hundred tickets. Yeah, great. So we're going to be sold out. Uh, it's going to be a great atmosphere. We we'll give back uh, close to two million dollars this year uh, that could fall to our reserves to charity. Uh, we're the number one bowl game in, in uh, charitable donations. Wow. So that's important to us. Uh, having a sellout, the economic impact that we'll have, and then the national championship the next week 
It's just going to be a party for a week of college football down there. College Football Hall of Fame, all the activities. Well. Brian's in trouble. A week-long party? No. <laughs> you know, what, what day is this again? I, I, I'm now scheduled to, to arrive on the 5th. Oh, okay. Uh, January the 5th. But okay. I may have to come here. You need to come January that, 1st to our game I, and just I, make I, it a whole week. I, I may need to do that, but I have doggy duties down in Florida. Mm. So uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know if Hoya would be happy about that. Uh, but uh, as far as the economic impact to Atlanta, it, it was it – was Packed last weekend, of course, right, SEC yeah. championship game. But what type of economic impact do you foresee now with the Chick-fil-A Bowl and then having the national championship game? Well, to give you a perspective, we'll have close to $250 million will impact Atlanta through college football. We're the fourth largest convention town behind uh, Chicago, Las Vegas, and Orlando. So the fourth largest in the whole United States. Five of the top six convention slash events that are going to happen in Atlanta this year are college football games. That's how important college football Mm -hmm. is to Atlanta. Chicago can't say that. Orlando can't say that. Las Vegas can't say that. So, you know, as we've talked all along, the underpinning of of college football is there from an event perspective. It's also there from a recruiting perspective. We're the number one recruiting base in the country, number four overall behind Texas, California, and Florida. The, The financial underpinnings, when you look at Napa, Home Depot, Chick fil A, Coca Cola, all those people, write a lot of checks for advertising for college football. So it's it's just prevalent there in the city, and uh, you know we're going to celebrate the 50th anniversary around it and have a celebration at the College Football Hall of Fame and Fan Fest, and, uh, and then we'll keep it all going all week with the uh, <laughs> national championship coming to town. Gary, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Best Always of luck to be with, with all the guys. events this year. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.